Life Audio. You know, I spent many years as a children's pastor, and I have done children's ministry both within the local church, within the local context, and globally. And this week, when I traveled to the Dominican Republic, there were two testimonies that happened with children that I think are really going to bless you. And I think sometimes we forget about the fact that there is no junior version of the Holy Spirit, that when he pours himself out, he does it upon all flesh is what the scripture says. And it's not that kids get a junior version of him, they get all of him. And so when we hear testimonies of how God works through children, it can be such an encouragement to us. I pray this episode blesses you. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, and today I am just sharing, uh, and this whole week actually, just sharing some of my experiences on my most recent trip to the Dominican Republic and some of the things that God did and revealed during my time there. So if you haven't listened to the previous couple days, go ahead and take a listen, and I know that those uh, episodes will bless you. Today I want to talk about two things that happened in one of the communities, actually two of the communities we work in, because of the faith of kids, because of the boldness of kids. And so, um, as you can imagine, which is common with uh, different villages or batets or um, in, in a lot of the areas that we work with uh, a lot of, around the world, um, most of them do not have paved roads. And um, this is an issue for a lot of reasons. Um, there's It's a sanitation issue. It's a a transportation issue. It's um, it's an establishment of uh, ownership apart on the part of the government to take care of a, a certain population or, or a neighborhood or a, or a village. It, there's a lot that goes into um, the change that happens when a, a road is paved in a community. And for years, the road was not paved in a particular community that we worked in. And as we do work to raise children who transform their nations, they start understanding who they are, their identity in Christ, and they start having a boldness about them that they might not have otherwise had. And um, I thought this was so incredible. I wanted to share this. They um, decided that they needed to have their roads paved in their neighborhood. And they started um, petitioning the local government and didn't get very far. And eventually what happened is they set up roadblocks on the road. They had um, flaming tires, they had rocks, they had um, bricks set up, and they, they, they blocked a major roadway 
which is not incredibly safe to do. But what that did is because this is led by the children, it, it got the local government to pay attention. And you know what happened? They came through and they paved the roads. That to me is such an incredible testimony of what God can do through kids. And something like in those kinds of countries, that's kind of unheard of. Um, even for adults to get that kind of progress, that's unheard of. And so um, that was the start of my week and the first neighborhood that I was in. And the the second, or actually the third neighborhood I was in, we were walking through. And as we were walking through, um, we kind of got separated from the rest of the group a little bit because I got caught up with the kids and they were playing with my hair and I was doing bubbles with them and, and all those kinds of things. And so we got separated a little bit and we were trying to catch up with our group. And so we kind of made a shortcut through this little alleyway and we got to one of these paved roads. And as we're walking along, there's three of us. One of the, the guys I was with said, you know, there's a there's a piece about this community that we didn't necessarily experience in the other communities. And, and we worked in five last week. And so um, I agreed with it. We agreed with them. All three of us kind of agreed like, yeah, there is something different. There's something special about this place. And so when I had the opportunity later in the week to sit down with the staff, I mentioned that to her and I said, you know, we could sense there was something different about this one community versus the others. And she said, well, which one? And I told her and she just kind of giggled. And she said, when I first came to serve here, that was the worst community in terms of voodoo and witchcraft. And she said it was so bad that every December people would come from all over the country to practice these different ceremonies that they would have these voodoo ceremonies in this neighborhood. And she said, as she started spreading the gospel and um, teaching the kids about Jesus and they came to faith in Christ and started learning um, and changing the kids themselves decided to do a prayer walk around that community and basically kick the devil out of their community. And, and I will say, um, as always, when you're dealing with first generation Christianity, there's always a resistance from a lot of the parents that have generationally been involved in something else. And so even though, um, the children have, um, a lot of them are orphaned or maybe only have one parent, or um, maybe they do have two parents, but it's just a bad situation. A lot of those children are coming to faith in Christ, um, but there was still a voodoo presence because of the family presence that was there. And so these children started to walk around their community. And of course, now we have paved roads. So they're walking around this paved road around the, the edge of the perimeter of the property. And every day, like, I think she said it was like a month or two, every day they started walking through and reclaiming that territory for Jesus, they got bolder in their faith and they commanded the devil to leave. And she said, don't you know what happened was come that period in December when traditionally everybody would come for that voodoo practice, they didn't come. And since that time, that community has been bathed in prayer by the kids. And and it's not that it's completely void of voodoo altogether. You know, there's always going to be this ongoing spiritual battle. But the draw that it had prior to that was gone. 
And if that doesn't bless you, I don't know what will. To me, that was such a clear indication of what God can do through kids. And these are young kids. I'm talking like elementary age kids. The faith of these kids is incredible. And I pray that that would bless you. You know, one of the things that um, always strikes me is when we go in country, um, especially to impoverished nations, and even, you know, in the countries that have witchcraft or voodoo or those kinds of things, maybe the animalistic cultures, um, they have an expectation of the supernatural. They have an expectation because they're involved in the dark side of the supernatural. And so when they come to faith in Christ and they learn about the Holy Spirit, it makes perfect sense for them that, that God is a God of the supernatural and the authority and the power that comes to the Holy Spirit. And so we see those gifts exercised much more frequently, much more boldly, um, to the point where we're seeing kids make an incredible impact on their neighborhoods and their communities. And my goodness, if they can do it, so can you. And, and, and you know, it's not that we don't see those things here in the States. It's just, um, in my experience, people don't ask. You know, we have doctors here and our first instinct is to call the doctor or go to the hospital. It's not to get on our knees to pray. Okay, we're going to take a quick break right here. And when we come back, we'll continue talking about being empowered with the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned. While I certainly am an advocate of medicine, my husband works in the medical field. He's a nurse. Um, I'm an advocate of medicine and science. Um, I also think that we can't look to those things to the exclusion of, of the Holy Spirit and the way that God continues to intervene on our behalf. So let's pray. God, I thank you for my friends that um, are listening today. And Lord, I pray that the story of the kids and the power that they exhibited, uh, the spiritual warfare and uh, the way that you work through them, I pray that that would be an encouragement to my friends that are listening today, Lord, that, that um, there are not different versions of the Holy Spirit, that you are present in the life of your children and you long to empower us and embolden us to fight these spiritual battles that sometimes we're ignorant of. Lord God, I pray that even now you would start to open our eyes to the things that the enemy maybe has has helped us turn a blind eye towards, that as we approach different aspects of our lives, we would recognize the spiritual component of things, and you would help give us the, the boldness and the courage to pray in a way that we expect you to move, God, because it's in that expectation, that place of faith, that you can begin to act on our behalf. Lord, I thank you for the way that um, even when we don't ask that you are there, you are present, you are working behind the scenes, and um, that no matter what we do, no matter where we go, we cannot escape your love. I thank you and I praise you in all things. Amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know. I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. 
I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.